0: The following podcast is an excerpt of the book Our Fractured Image, available on Amazon as a paperback, ebook, or audiobook. What is the meaning of life? Why am I here? What is the purpose of my existence? We all struggle with the burden of meaninglessness. The struggle with meaning is a cry about our perceived value. The battle to find meaning is the battle to find worth. In God's kingdom, God determined our value and worth. Our created purpose is to have a quality relationship with our Creator and be co-creators. He has placed His image within us and He is a loving Creator who has shown us mercy and grace. He sent His only Son to die for us to allow for a restoration in our relationship to Him. He sent us His Holy Spirit to guide and comfort us so we could tolerate living in a fallen, rebellious world. In Psalm 144 verse three from the NIV we read, Lord, what is man that you take notice of him? or the Son of Man, that you think of Him? How would your life change today if you lived as an expression of this awareness? God loves you even more than you love yourself. The God who created the universe and all it contains, thinks of you. In the summer of 1979, our extended family gathered for an exceptional event. My great-grandmother was celebrating her 100th birthday. The small Canadian town where she lived closed down for the day. The entire family and community came together at the local hockey rink that had been decorated and equipped with special sound equipment. We all gathered and eagerly awaited the telephone call from the Queen of England, wishing great-grandma a happy 100th birthday. Now, we knew the Queen did not know any of us, or for that matter, even cared about any of us. She just followed the instructions provided by her advisors and made the call. The call came through as expected. We were all happy and the memory lingers to this day. How much more should we be affected by the reality that the God of this universe thinks about each of us? He knows us and He cares about each of us. This truth is worth pausing to consider. Take time to meditate about this truth. It will change your life. The breath of God gave a newly created man something special and separated him from the rest of creation. God gave us a spirit and His image. We are not the same as other animals. We have a different value, meaning, and purpose. Life is a gift from God, and human life is sacred. All human life is sacred. We need to see our experience and the lives of others from God's point of view and not from our own selfish perspective. We possess God's image. We have a God-given spirit that is not present in the rest of creation. Humans are special. As recorded in Genesis 2, verse 7, from the Amplified Translation, Then the Lord God formed, that is, created the body of, man from the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being, an individual complete in body and spirit. We breathe today because of that first God-given breath. We have a special place in creation. We are to rule, cultivate, and preserve. We are to be complementary to each other. In Genesis 1 verse 26 from the Amplified Translation we read, Then God said, Let us Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make man in our image, according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness, and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and over the entire earth, and over everything that creeps and crawls on the earth. We have the authority and responsibility other elements of creation do not have. We have a position of honor as recorded in Psalms 8 verse 5 from the Amplified Translation. Yet you have made him a little lower than God, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. The relationship between God and man is a theme throughout the entire Bible. We are to walk with God, talk with God, and have intimacy with God. We have examples in the Old Testament with Adam, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, David, and the many others who sought God. We also have multiple New Testament examples. Man was complete only when he is in right relationship to God. God desires to be in contact with humanity. God knows all there is to know about us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. As written in Psalm 139 verses one and two from the Passion Translation. Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. God knows us thoroughly. He knows our strengths, and he knows our weaknesses. He knows when we are authentic, and he knows when we are deceptive. He knows when we are generous, and he knows when we are selfish. He knows when we are good, and he knows when we are evil. If we were to know anyone this well, we would have valid reason to reject them. But God who knows us ultimately has not rejected us. We are the species who killed his son and he is the God who let his son suffer and die so we could have a restored relationship with him. This truth is just too much to fully comprehend. He knows us and yet he loves us even amid our open rebellion and rejection, He still loves us. After Adam and Eve rebelled against God in the Garden, God continued to talk to them. God is the one who made them a covering more suitable than sowed fig leaves. There were severe consequences to the act of rejection of God in the Garden of Eden, but the loss of God's love was not one of the results. This love of God is not dependent on race, skin color, gender or social status. The love of God extends to all regardless of how good or evil. Peter said in Acts chapter 10 verse 34 from the Passion Translation. Now I know for certain that God doesn't show favoritism with people but treats everyone on the same basis. It does not matter how lovable or unlovely we are, God still loves us. It does not matter how much we feel loved by others, God still loves us. For this is how much God loved the world. He gave His one and only unique Son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in Him will never perish but experience everlasting life. John 3.16 from the Passion Translation Human love is most often based on merit. God's kind of love is present just because you exist. It is impossible as mere humans to comprehend this type of love. This type of love should motivate us to serve Him and then to be free to show that love to others. Lord, what is man that you take notice of him or the son of man that you think of him? Psalm 144 verse 3 from the Amplified Translation. The God of this universe thinks of us. God did not create the universe and humanity and then leave for a prolonged vacation. The God who created and sustains everything is concerned enough about you to be thinking about you right now. We are dull, weak, self-centered humans and yet we are valued by Him and we should be living aware of this value. God created a perfect world for Adam and Eve. They had an intimate relationship with God and could work as co-workers in God's perfectly designed world. They had a relationship with God with meaning and purpose. Yet, what they experienced was not enough. Adam and Eve, like the rest of us, wanted more. They chose to disobey God to gain exclusive insight and awareness. In this action, man turned his back on God and chose his own way. And then the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was delightful to look at and a tree to be desired in order to make one wise and insightful. She took some of its fruit and ate it, and she also gave some to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of the two of them were opened, that is, their awareness increased, and they knew that they were naked, and they fastened fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Genesis 3, verses six and seven from the Amplified translation. This act of rebellion awakened man's self-condemning consciousness. Shame, guilt, blame, and fear now entered man's experience of life. One act gave our conscience a loud voice, and since that time, we have tried to eat, drink, smoke, or inject something else to silence that voice. We are not the victims of the choices Adam and Eve made. We all would have made the same choice. We are now living with a fractured value image. We gave away the awareness of our unique value. We still sense that we have significant value, but have lost the appropriate context for that awareness. We now hide from God and search for a sense of value anywhere else. Our fractured value image is now self-centered and focused on self-protection. We now hide from God as did Adam and Eve in Genesis 3 verses 8 to 12 from the Amplified Translation. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool afternoon breeze of the day. So the man and his wife hid And kept themselves hidden from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. God said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten fruit from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? And the man said, The woman who you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate it. We did not lose the value image, but the wonder and positive experience of the image were lost. The experience of our value as God created and God loved morphed into guilt, shame, blame, and self-protection. Awareness of personal value and significant worth was lost. So we now believe we must do something to regain a sense of worth. With humanity's rebellion, our role in creation also shifted dramatically. Mankind was moved out of God's garden and into a world of chaos and disorder, as recorded in Genesis 3 Verses 13 to 19 from the Amplified Translation. Then the Lord God said to woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled and deceived me, and I ate from the forbidden tree. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle and more than any animal of the field on your belly you shall go and dust you shall eat all the days of your life and i will put enmity open hostility between you and the woman and between your seed offspring and her seed he shall fatally bruise your head and you shall only bruise his heel to the woman he said i will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth in pain you will give birth to children Yet your desire and longing will be for your husband, and he will rule with authority over you and be responsible for you. Then to Adam the Lord God said, Because you have listened attentively to the voice of your wife, and have eaten fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it, the ground is now under a curse because of you. In sorrow and toil You shall eat the fruit of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles, it shall grow for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face, you will eat bread until you return to the ground, for from it you were taken. For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Humanity now looks for a tangible sense of meaning and purpose apart from a relationship with God. But no matter how hard we try, we will not succeed. Our God-breathed image will only be content with a sense of value in a restored relationship with God. Men live as if they can successfully hide from God or deny His existence. In the process of rejecting God, men turn to other idols to give them a sense of meaning. What we worship is what defines our sense of worth. As recorded in Romans 1, verses 19 to 23 from the Passion Translation, humanity is still aware through all their layers of denial that a loving God exists. In reality, the truth of God is known instinctively for God has embedded this knowledge inside every human heart. Opposition to truth cannot be excused based on ignorance, because from the creation of the world, the invisible qualities of God's nature have been made visible, such as his eternal power and transcendence. He has made his wonderful attributes easily perceived, for seeing the visible makes us understand the invisible. So then... This leaves everyone without excuse. Throughout human history, the fingerprints of God were upon them, yet they refused to honor him as God or even be thankful for his kindness. Instead, they entertained corrupt and foolish thoughts about what God was like. This left them with nothing but misguided hearts steeped in moral darkness. Although claiming to be super intelligent, they were in fact shallow fools. For only a fool would trade the unfading splendor of the immortal God to worship the fading image of other humans, idols made to look like people, animals, birds, and even creeping reptiles. Now, in times of trouble and turmoil, instead of turning to a loving God for support and direction, humanity looks for help from their possessions or their emotional support pet. What fools we are! Even if your focus is on a new car, job, relationship or pet as a means of gaining some meaning, God is still thinking about you. You may have turned away from Him, but He has not turned away from you. God not only thinks of you and loves you, He has made way for you to return to a relationship with Him. He has provided the way, even though there is nothing in us that is deserving. Even though you were once distant from Him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, He reconnected you back to Himself. He released His supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of His own body, as the sin payment on your behalf, so that you would dwell in his presence. And now there is nothing between you and Father God, for he sees you as holy, flawless, and restored." Colossians 1 verses 21 and 22 from the Passion Translation. God's restoration plan provides for the healing of our fractured value image. A renewed relationship with God means I can now experience my substantial value in Him and not in my selfish efforts. My worth does not come from who I am or what I do. My worth comes from God Himself. I can now rest in this God-given value and no longer need to spend every moment of my life desperately searching for a sense of meaning. There is incredible freedom in realizing that my possessions, relationships, accomplishments, physical attributes, and affiliations may give me some warped knowledge of meaning, but have no bearing on my true worth. If we live in the God-given value image, there is no pressure to perform for the sake of acquiring value or purpose. We can rest in Him. I am now free to work hard, be productive and creative without being driven to find meaning or continually live with the burden of a lack of felt meaning. Living with my awareness of value secure in my relationship with God means I am free to live in a way that can now have purpose and meaning. I can focus on a task without requiring a sense of meaning from the results. I am free from a life of self-service and can live the life God intended. While he walked among men, men threatened Jesus' value image. He experienced the same temptation to seek value, meaning, and purpose apart from his relationship to God. He humbled himself and became a man. He lived among self-centered men and was judged by them. They should have valued him, but instead, they judged him unfairly. He was mocked and ridiculed, and they attacked his God-given purpose. He had a message of salvation for the world, but he was only listened to by a few. The miracles he performed were not to make a name for himself, but to serve those who cried out in need. He came as a representation of God's love and the world rejected him. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, but one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human in every respect as we are, yet without committing any sin. Hebrews 4 verse 15 from the Amplified Translation. He knows our struggle with value, meaning, and purpose. He was tempted by Satan to act on his own behalf to acquire meaning. In Matthew 4, verses 1 to 11 from the Passion Translation, we read about this temptation. Afterward, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the lonely wilderness in order to reveal his strength against the accuser by going through the ordeal of testing. And after testing for 40 days, Jesus was extremely weak and famished. Then the tempter came to entice him to provide food by doing a miracle. So he said to Jesus, How can you possibly be the Son of God and go hungry? Just order these stones to be turned into loaves of bread. He answered, The scriptures say bread alone will not satisfy but true life is found in every word which constantly goes forth from God's mouth. Then the accuser transported Jesus to the holy city of Jerusalem and perched him at the highest point of the temple and said to him, If you are really God's son, jump and the angels will catch you. For it is written in the scriptures, he will command his angels to protect you and they will lift you up so that you won't even bruise your foot on a rock. Once again, Jesus said to him, The scriptures say, You must never put the Lord your God to a test. And the third time, the accuser lifted Jesus up into a very high mountain range and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all the splendor that goes with it. All of these kingdoms I will give to you, the accuser said, If only you will kneel down before me and worship me. But Jesus said, Go away, enemy, for the scriptures say, Kneel before the Lord your God and worship him only. At once the accuser left him, and angels suddenly gathered around Jesus to minister to his needs. Jesus lived the God image. His value was secure in his relationship with God and not in his accomplishments. He was free to love and serve. His ultimate act of service was to carry all our sin, grief, guilt, shame, and pain on the cross. How do you know if you are living with a fractured value image? What does it feel like to live with a broken value image? Why carry a weight you do not need to carry? The following are a few clues to life's experience with a fractured value image. One way to determine if you have issues with your value is to pass your self-evaluation through the filter of pets, possessions, presidents, and peasants. If your pet dog is valued as a person or has greater importance than the people in your life, then you have significant issues with your sense of value. Yes, your pet cat and dog are unique. They are part of God's beautiful creation but if you view them as your fur children, that makes you no more than their hairless parent. You are worth much more than that. If you strive to gain and protect your possessions, and they have a higher value than the people in your life, you have issues with your significance. If you believe there are people of more excellent value in God's eyes, presidents or people of prominence, then you have problems with your sense of worth. We are all different, with different strengths and roles, but we all carry the same value in God's eyes. If you believe you are more esteemed than others because of their lifestyle or choices, then in the process, you are devaluing your worth. In God's kingdom, humanity is extraordinary with much higher value and significance than animals, possessions, or people of high or low status or esteem. A current struggle with meaning and purpose is a clue you are struggling with a fractured value image. Each new phase in life can be a time where the struggle becomes most apparent. Are you asking yourself the questions, why am I here? What is my purpose? What is life's meaning? Or are you struggling with how meaningless things seem to be? You have worked hard, you are exhausted, but for what purpose? As I write this chapter, I am in the pre-retirement phase of life. If my value were in being a physician, I would be facing a significant life crisis with the transition. If you want to avoid disaster, you will need to be secure in the source of your value. Our value is not what we do, what we look like, who we know, or what we think we own. Another clue that your value image may be fractured is deep dissatisfaction with yourself. Are you troubled that you are too young, too old, too short, too tall, too fat, too skinny, Too ugly, too beautiful, too weak, or too strong. The list of dissatisfaction categories is limitless. This dissatisfaction comes from living your life by comparison. Are you constantly comparing yourself to others? If you are in this pit of discontent, you are living with a fractured value image. God loves you just as you are and that should be good enough. Are you living with constant pressure to do more? Are you focused more on doing than being? The value image God gave us has nothing to do with all our doing. We need to learn to rest in God's criteria for value and worth. Do you feel you will never have enough? Do you think you need to gain or own more to feel a greater sense of value? The source of this drive to own and possess comes from a fractured value image. Our understanding of security and our awareness of importance are closely aligned. If you are secure in your sense of worth, you will be confident in the belief that God will provide all you need. Are you spending a lot of energy attempting to climb up the corporate ladder? Do you spend your days preoccupied with self-promotion? There is nothing wrong with advancement, but endless self-promotion is evidence of a fractured value image. If your purpose is to be noticed or gained affirmation, you will end up discouraged and depressed. Have you lost your sense of inherent value? If you look back on your life, at times where you felt you were more aware of your value image than you do now, then it may be time for an honest inventory. We need to live honestly, daily asking God to examine our hearts and then have the humility and courage to change what needs changing. Do you give more value to achievement than to service. An achievement-oriented life is a sign of a fractured value image. We should focus our actions on service. When you're at a point in your life, when you wonder what you should be doing, like looking for a job or choosing an educational path, don't ask what you should do, ask who you should serve. Contentment comes from a life of service. How often do you refer to yourself in regular day-to-day conversation? Communication, filled with I and me, is evidence of a fractured value image and a focus on self-service and self-promotion. Human life is sacred. We are very different than the rest of creation. We were given by God Himself a form and a spirit. We carry His image, and that is sacred. All human life is holy, from the unborn to the debilitated elderly to your annoying neighbor. All life is holy, and all people are struggling. If you become so self-absorbed that you lose this awareness or are more concerned with the status of your pet cat than the soul of your enemy, then you are living with a fractured value image. Lord, save us from ourselves and our preoccupation with ourselves. The good news is that we do not have to continue this path of self-absorbed insecurity. God has provided a way to a restored value image through the sacrifice of His Son. With this restored image, your value is secure. You can set aside all your wasted energy, trying to gain a sense of worth by your actions. Why live in a constant state of meaningless exhaustion? You are now free to live as you were initially intended to live. You are free to serve and protect as God designed you. Live the image.